This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a best of episode of the Inside the Boards podcast. We've been busy working mostly on our Step 1 Study Smarter series, which you can find on the Apple Podcasts app. Ask Siri, search for the Study Smarter series podcast, or just type Inside the Boards, all one word, Study Smarter series on the Apple Podcasts app, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay tuned in the near future. We are brainstorming a grassroots effort, an initiative to help fight burnout. Here at Inside the Boards, our ultimate goal is to help you medical students lead better lives, to fight burnout, and to help you retain the idealism and the joy and satisfaction that comes from our responsibility and from serving patients the sort of universal motivation for all of us who choose to become doctors. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate your support. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. And now here's your host, Patrick Beeman. I am Patrick Beeman, your host, and today's guests are Aaron and Brian Lemieux from the wildly popular Sketchy Medical. I know you guys are all using this, and in part one of this two-part series... Brian and Aaron helped me dissect a question related to a pediatric disease and its treatment, as well as discuss the relevant sketch from their platform related to it. I won't reveal all the details. In part two, they dive a little bit more deeply into what Sketchy is doing to help students prepare for the boards now and what their big plans are for the future to help you succeed in medical school. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast. Today, we have both Aaron and Brian Lemieux, who are uh, from Sketchy Medical, which I know pretty much all of you are using because it's the fastest, most fun way to learn the USMLE Step 1 content related especially to pharmacology and microbiology, harnessing the power of visual learning. Aaron is the creative director and content director. And Brian is one of the co-founders of the company. Hello, everyone. But their whole team is about, what, 20 people or so? 
Yeah, some working remotely, some working in person, but we have a, it's a have mix. A, it's a mix of all levels in medical education. Awesome. Yes. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much for your time and overcoming the technical difficulties that we had in initially setting this up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for setting this up with us. We love speaking to our fans, even uh, maybe the people are not so much our fans, but yeah, hate mail, <laughs> no, the love letters, but speaking to you too, just someone who's just as interested in helping people understand the boards better, um, just help, helping us spread the word. And to be greatly honest, our, our mom was OBGYN for over 30 years. And then she wisened up. <laughs> <laughs> she wisened up and retired. And uh, like everyone does at the end, but uh, uh, that in itself, too, is just something we were exposed a lot to and know a lot about and know what kind of person it takes to do that. And so that in itself is just you deserve a thank you from all your patients. I, and I just know that. <laughs> uh, I should tell them, um, but, but <laughs> yeah. I won't because that might come across as a <laughs> uh, it might not go over well. I hear a piano in the background. Is that part of the, uh, the sketchy brand there? Yeah, you know, so our office is right upstairs from a music conservatory for children. So it's like this piano music filters in from underneath and it's very inspiring, which is why we decided to stay here. (laughs) All right. Well, each of these podcast episodes, we begin with a little bit of learning since, you know, it is the boards. So why don't we just launch into our osmosis question of the day? Cool. I'll go ahead and read it, and then we can discuss it. Sound good? Sounds great. A four-year-old girl is brought to the emergency department by her mother because of difficulty swallowing and excessive drooling. She has previously been well with the symptoms starting only two hours prior. The family recently immigrated to the United States from a rural area in Russia, and the immunization status of the child is unclear. Physical examination shows the patient is leaning forward and has inspiratory strider, which of the following pharmacological treatments is most appropriate empirical therapy for this patient? Is it A, cefazolin, B, ceftriaxone, C, cefiroxime, D, doxycycline? These all sound the same. This is tricky. Don't they? Or E, penicillin? The answer is B, ceftriaxone. So you guys, are you, um, did you finish uh, medical school or did you pull an Adil Yang and all those other people and take like three, four years off to start a company? Yeah. So we actually started um, Sketchy Medical, me and the two other co-founders, Andrew and Saud, while we were in our second year of medical school. Um, it got more and more popular during our third year, during fourth year then after when they graduated and during my fourth year when I took a year off for research. But I actually graduated last year. So I'm officially an MD. And then Aaron, he was at UC San Diego. He also took a year off for research. So our schedules aligned really well. And he also graduated last year. So we made it all the way through. The other two co-founders are residents, but we are working here full time. So when you were sitting in that room and you got a question like this, four-year-old girl, you see things in the stem like excessive drooling, inspiratory strider, leaning forward, and they ask you what the treatment is. What is going through your mind as you approach this question or a question? Yeah, so it's so interesting because the way the step one questions are set up, buzzwords are so important. 
And the more you can familiarize yourself with the new world questions, which will eventually be what you see on the step one, the more you can do, the more buzzwords you'll, you'll, and pattern recognition you'll be able to have with the buzzwords. And this is for better or for worse, of course, because you shouldn't just be memorizing buzzwords and to memorize answers. But unfortunately, part of being able to endure this test is just being able to be good at answering questions, which isn't necessarily testing your understanding 100%, but that's life. So there are some major buzzwords that are thrown in here, especially. One of them, which they wouldn't even give you on the test, probably is that their immunization status is unknown. They really like to do coming from Russia or some say some foreign country, and you're just supposed to assume that they don't have their vaccinations there. So, um, I mean, immediately you should go back to whatever you wrote question or first aid page you have memorized and say, okay, which one's talking about vaccinations? Which one? What, what do you get vaccinated? Um, what vaccinations do you get as a, as a kid? Um, the cool thing about sketchy, or at least if you are familiar with the sketchy micro pictures, you can think back to, okay, which pictures had the syringe in it? Which ones, which ones do they need vaccinations for? So um, that's one of the huge bu- buzzwords, like foreign country. For some reason, they always assume those foreign countries just relax on their vaccinations. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I still want to say, like, unfortunately, unfortunately, you just got to know the buzzwords. Um, understanding is half of it. Getting the buzzword right is the other half. I think another just really important thing that they just like it, that should get you in the mindset right away is it starts off with a four-year-old girl. And so you can forget, you can kind of isolate all the information you've learned about things that are going to show up with really young patients. And they don't like to um, focus on a lot of complicated PED subjects. And it really is just the basic big infections, uh, big uh, complications that can be congenital if it's some kind of body system they're getting affected in. So you talked about pattern recognition, right? And with with that pattern, um, especially the pediatric patient with excessive drooling, inspiratory stridor, leaning forward, that is classic for acute epiglottitis, right? Exactly. This is incidentally, I believe, also what George Washington died of. What? Yeah, I know, right? But I bet the bugs are a little bit different um, in adults and in pediatric populations. So the most common cause, though, of acute epiglottitis in uh, this population, the one that you want to know for step one, is homophilus influenza, right? Yes. So that makes our answer choice of the options cefazolin, ceftriaxone, cefiroxime, doxycycline, and penicillin, it makes the answer choice B, ceftriaxone. Yeah, and then, so for those that are familiar with all the sketchy micro videos, yeah, I mean, you can remember, okay, which ones had the little kids in them again? Um, which will stand out to some people. Or which one had the drooling kid? That's literally one of the sketchy micro videos. It's going to be the Phyllis's chocolate-covered cherries or however you remember it best. But we do, for these buzzwords, we try to make them stand out really well in the picture. Um, and then once you can remember that picture, like, okay, drooling kid, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was that, the kid dressed up as a, as a knight for Halloween. He had the three axes, and he's in Phyllis's chocolate-covered cherries. Then once you remember the pictures, you can kind of fill in with the other details because we cover it in the finer details, too, kind of deeper into the picture you look. I know, you know, since uh, Sketchy is an audio-visual medium, 
it's much better to have a picture or a video related to this, but can you paint me a picture of the things that you guys put into the Haemophilus influenza? I mean, you mentioned a few here. A sketchy uh, section to to help people remember maybe the diseases it causes, the fact that it's a gram-negative organism, things of that nature? Yeah, sure. So I think one of the try to more interesting details we try to throw in is we try to really help them understand if it does, if it is more common in children, children will be in the story. If it is more common in adults, adults will be in the story. So when you think back to the Mophilus influenza picture, it's all kids in there. I mean, there's an adult, but just the hand is, is sticking in. It's like the whole Charlie Brown thing. Where it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Part of them is peeking in, but it's mostly um, kids. So it's all kids in this one. It's Halloween time. So you, it makes you think back to the, the diseases more prominently found in the pediatric population. We even have like a special meningitis helmet for the kids. And then the meningitis helmet for the adults is completely different. Um, so we diff, we try to differentiate even between the symbols between kids and adults, but, um, there's a spaceman kid in this one with the, with the classic pediatric meningitis helmet that we have recurring through the different sketches here. And then one of the kids, um, this cowboy kid that has a rifle for a fampin for close contacts, I think, but there's, there's the night kid for, um, who has the three axes for ceftriaxone. We kept this one super simple. I mean, there are these various antibiotics you need to know so we, we feature them very prominently by taking up the entire costume of each kid what's great about using a visual um, medium is that it's kind of like using the the little search bar tool at the top of your computer like in your brain you're typing in okay uh epiglottitis and then uh you remember that symbol you're like okay that was the the kid who has the drooling who's like kind of leaning forward you can see he has the epiglottitis and then it's like you click on it in your brain and the rest of the picture is just opened up to you. And you can already access all the information around the scene just by remembering that one single part of it. And we also like to use grouping when we design the pictures. So the things because uh, ceftriaxone is important for empirical treatment, it, the kids with happened. the epiglottitis yeah. will have like the ceftriaxone on his back. And because like rifampin for close contacts, mm -hmm. the kid who is... In the left corner of the uh, illustration, the kid who's in close contact with all those little H uh, flu. Coxobacilli. So uh, it's just it's great for segmenting information together in important chunks. And instead of trying to remember, like, fish through all of first aid and say, oh, yeah, where was that again? You literally just get right to that sketch in your mind and you're able to kind of like explore it for about two seconds and realize what else was around that one symbol. And so you can immediately move on to the next question. It really is for like a random, kind of like, a, you, I'm giving, we're giving you extra RAM to use. It's like this random access and like, oh yeah, I just need, I need that picture to think of right now. So you can immediately move on to the next question. Yeah. And so what I like about this is, I mean, you've probably heard of the concept of memory palaces, right? It's been around yeah. since yeah. the medieval times. So with the Haemophilus influenza uh, sketch, um, you've got a memory chocolate covered cherry candy shop palace, I guess. <laughs> but I'll, I'll put this in the show uh, on the show's webpage so you guys can see the description of what we're talking about here. The candy dispenser is um, shooting out little coxo bacillary shaped pink 
candies, I guess. And they mentioned the explorer type kids got a rifle, which I assume is rifle refampin. The it's a an almost like echolalia type uh, mnemonic, right? Yeah, he's in close contact with the candies, like getting all over him. From the right side of the picture, there is a disembodied hand, which I assume is a clown, just because that's what I always assume if there's something unknown behind it. But it's... This just got creepier. Yeah, (laughs) it did, right? But that'll help them remember this section. Yeah, we like to go creepy for extra (laughs) memorization. Yeah, absolutely. The stranger from normal experience, the thing is, the more readily it's likely to stick in one's mind. If it gives you recurrent nightmares, you'll never forget. The hand is aerosolizing some sort of spray, which indicates that uh, HIB is, or HIB is transmitted aerosolly. I like that word. I think it's aerosolily. <laughs> maybe it is. Or maybe that's a type of triangle, an aerosolly. Maybe. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was terrible at geometry because I was a philosophy <laughs> yeah. major. But yeah, so this, I mean, this is great. This is, I think, a great instance of what you guys are doing with the platform and probably why it seems like everybody's using it. Um, my wife tells me, uh, she's a psych resident that uh, when she asks people, hey, what what do you, do you guys use for step one study? They're like, well, you world, of course. I think everybody agrees on that. There's sort of a consensus there. Exactly. In in Southern Ohio, they're they're all using Sketchy. <laughs> Only Southern Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Certain counties. Yeah. At least. Um, so what do you remember about um, HIB? The presentation, of course, inspiratory strider, leaning forward, excessive drooling, Pete's patient, empirically treat with ceftriaxone, which is a third generation cephalosporin. I guess let's just leave it at that because I want to kind of go through more about you guys for the few people in uh, northern Ohio who don't know what sketchy is. Can I add one more thing to the question? Absolutely. So I think one uh, important part of the question, to just to throw in there, to sum it up, um, at the end is when they ask you the question. It's that one sentence where they're asking you, they're literally telling you which part of first aid you should be looking at to answer this question, or which sketchy video you should be accessing in your brain. So they ended it with, uh, like, what's the most important empirical therapy for this patient? Yeah. So... Uh, with something like our sketchy videos, you can go back to sketchy micro, say this is an infection question, hepatitis, what was the treatment there? Or with our the farm course, it didn't, it's saying, oh, okay, well, which farm video had the H4 symbol in there? And you can go straight to it in your mind and then just immediately move on. So it's kind of like compartmentalizing facts for you in your mind. And it's similar if you don't use sketchy, like if you just like to go through first aid over and over again, it should, a lot of times the question should take you right back to that section that you that you spent so long memorizing and it should just let you jump right back to the section oh yeah okay well uh, this section showed this treatment for it and they can immediately move on yeah so it's like they're telling you which part of like first stage you should like jump to like which sketchy video in other words let's say um to just stick with this one more second what about some practical advice for somebody who is sitting there on test day and they're thinking maybe they have a little bit of an idea of what the answer is, yeah. they're, they're not able to do a cover the answers my life. test, right? You know, with right. all board style questions, you should be able to cover all the answer choices and come up with the correct one without having to look. Um, and maybe you try that, you uncover the answers, you're like, oh man, it's one of these three or something like that. 
do you think it is useful to think back to the rooms of memory that you've created by using sketchy? Like think back, oh, I know this is Haemophilus influenza and it was in that, that candy shop and there was a guy standing next to this candy dispenser who had a rifle on his back. What sort of, I guess, um, memory hacks uh, do you think using a product like Sketchy provides to a student? Yeah, so I mean, like specifically to this question, it's pretty cool because you're like, God, it's in the candy store. Which one is it again? But then like each of, we have symbols for each of these antibiotics, like Cephazone, the Fez, Ceftriaxone's three axis, Ceftriaxone's a furious guy, Doxycycline's a bicycle, Penicillin's a pencil. You're like, well, th- that none of them really makes sense. And the, oh, wait, those Halloween. Oh, yeah, the three axes are obviously going to be. I mean, there was a kid on a bicycle in there. So it's it's cool that way, too, if you do have like a picture that you remember for each, at least the specific symbol for each for each drug. It's like, oh, bikini shop. Was there a fez in there? No, the three axes, maybe. Is there a furious guy? Actually, there is, is a furious kid. So that gets a little confusing. <laughs> but is there a kid on a bike? No. Is there a pencil? Nah. So that, that's helpful too. I mean, there's so many different ways to, I, I, if you're like stuck in the last minute to think about it. The other one is like, which one have I seen more? There are three axes in so many micro videos. I'm just going to go with the three axes that treats so much stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully you can also remember like which symbol is the most common. It's like, I see those three axes all the time. Let's go with the and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's some interesting tactics you can use if you're running out of time for a section and you just, let me just read the last sentence, asking for therapy for a drooling kid. Uh, I see three axes treating a lot of stuff. Let's do three axes. That's one way. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you just curious, see three axes, uh, a kid with three axes in your sleep? Yes. <laughs> yes. When I go to the doctor and those are those in. nightmares I was bringing up earlier. <laughs> now these sketches don't come from your personal nightmares, do they? Or dreams? Well, I think Dali had the same method and just kind of channel, you know, yeah. whatever we we think about at the time. Though he also did, he had other strange methods. Like he liked to go in a dark room and press on his eyes really hard and like see fireworks and stuff. So we haven't gotten to that level yet. We're still... Wait, that's you know, strange? We're still sane. <laughs> but uh, we like to use like a lot of literature and like movie references and stuff like that. Though our marketing director, Dorothy, has told me I've made uh, too many uh, Emilio Estevez references. So I, I need to stop. But apparently no one knows John Hughes movies in the 80s culture anymore. So I need to move on, apparently, and grow, grow up to more modern references. Um, this podcast is clean, um, but, you know, there is one Salvador uh, Dali story that I, I love, and that is um, – actually, maybe I shouldn't have said I love it. I, I find it interesting. Uh, <laughs> and that is at one point in his life, he provided a sample into an envelope – addressed the envelope to his father, sent it to him with a note inside that said, paid in full. He had some <laughs> daddy issues, I suppose, but that's just a bonus for you guys. I'm probably going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thing, it's funny because when we're making the, uh, do- we have a Dolly sketch. It's for um, the second generation antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like the atypical um, surrealist painter. Yeah, And uh, a lot of it, it's just funny how much research it takes just to learn about the subject at hand while we're making them, because we'll literally get all get way in there and, and learn as much as we can about Dali and, and look, <laughs> yeah. look up all these facts about him. And just like sometimes we throw in the little references here and they're just throughout just for if anyone wants to pick up on them. Uh, like, for example, 
we talk about them and their use in uh, OCD. And then instead of just, so we like to show someone orienting things really intricately for OCD, but then we throw in the extra reference just for fun. Like it, we have them orienting the paintings really yeah. intricately. Okay, uh, that, that's good. His compulsion to make sure the paintings are all straight. Uh, <laughs> but we also use the painting that what, that that Dali was obsessed with because as a child he saw um, the painting of the two peasants who were there after a hard day's work. Yeah. And he couldn't stop thinking about it. Incorporated and he repainted it. He like repainted it over and over in all his other paintings. So we also use that painting specifically for yeah. representing OCD. 0.01% of our users will understand why we use that specific <laughs> painting. But whoever gets it, I think is going to think it's hilarious. And, <laughs> and probably really solidifies it into their memory. Exactly. Especially for that one person. For you that know, one like, person. But, but yeah. see... But then, I guess, are you trying to create these sketches not for all people, but for each person who uses it, if you will? Well, I think the beauty of it is that so many things happening at once. Like, it, it, you're, you're right when you said it's auditory and visual, but at the same time, it's a story. So, like, just a story in itself helps you remember things. Uh, it's historical or literary often. So, like, that can help you remember things and you connect to that. So, it's kind of like pick and choose, you know? Do I, does narration really help me? And does this, does the picture, does the story, does the time period and just like as many things at once are just kind of like incorporated in it's just so people of all different kind of learning types you know can like choose what they want to use out of the out of each video and that's it for part one in part two we will discuss a little more about sketchy as a company and its plans to help you study for the boards in the future so this is Brian talking, um, but I, or is it? I know. They're, I just realized it's gonna, hard, it's gonna be so hard to tell. I went to med school at the UC Irvine with Andrew and Saud, the other two co-founders, and graduated last year. Congratulations! Thank you so much. And then Aaron, you can go ahead. So I went to uh, UCSD med school, and we graduated at the same time because we applied at the same time. We almost went to the same med school, but we stayed kind of close to each other in Southern California, which is close enough. SD is San Diego for the out-of-state kids. Uh, UC San Diego. Um, and then uh, the short story of us graduating. You guys were born at the same time, too, right? I was a little earlier, but it was actually a full 20 minutes. So they had like a subway break in between or something. I'm not sure what happened. There. That's a long time. Uh, but the short story for us really dedicating our lives to making this product really good and working on it every day um, and delaying residency uh, for now uh, or going to residency is that our dream anyways was to open up a practice together. And this is like our little practice. Like we just recently opened up a physical location in uh, Los Angeles and we get to work with each other every day. And Brian might be thinking right now, like, oh, that, that was like the worst part of this job is working with you. But no, it's kind of like my dream. That wasn't my dream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that, that was really a dream come true is to be able to, to open up this practice and quotation marks with Brian and really help so many people just in a different way. Uh, cause we're just always so attracted to art and like, uh, literature. And, um, we found ourselves in med school because we love science so much too, but to just to be able to use all of it, it's really been a dream come true. I think Brian also has like a better description for how the company started, which it's like humble roots of how the company started. Where was your uh, epiphany moment that said, we need sketchy in the world? Oh, yeah, there was definitely an epiphany moment. So it's probably like or in Starbucks or something. Quest, really. There's this Starbucks right across from UCI where I think all good ideas are born because 
Andrew and Saud had this idea of making the learning more accessible to the students because textbook learning is really boring. Uh, PowerPoints have been the same as slides, have been the same as lectures and textbooks back to Socrates' time. It's time for something new and interesting. You know, you know Socrates would have <laughs> used Socrates PowerPoint. Socrates did not uh, write anything. <laughs> but he would have used PowerPoint, let's face it. I mean, he could have used papyrus, but he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he definitely gave lectures. I'm sure it's just like your microbiology lecture that you just had yesterday to whoever's listening. Anyways, um, so making this idea, the information more accessible uh, visually. And then I, I was a closet artist, um, secretly maybe wanted to be a professional artist or animator or something. Um, so I already loved covering my notes and drawings and turning my notes into these scenes and stories. And then so their idea combined with my idea to make it as, as aesthetically pleasing and to make the stories and drawings as intricate and fun to look at as I could, kind of that's where we got this idea from. Um, so together we made a few videos, put them on YouTube, but the response we got on YouTube, it was Salmonella and Proteus and Club Cielo, those were the first three which I actually drew all by hand myself, which took forever. It was like all Christmas break. Are those your favorite bacteria? You know, those are the ones I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Which one would you want the most? It was very stressful. I spent <laughs> a lot of time on them. I don't know if they're my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, you put them on YouTube. The response was great. And then people were saying, oh, if you made a course, like I'd be very interested um, and just the positive feedback and like, advice we got from others like really inspired us to be like, hey, like all these students were reaching just with these three videos. I, I almost have feel more of a creative outlet and more of an impact than just sitting in class all day. So it really inspired us to set aside time every day to um, work on these videos and actually put them up on a website. And then um, at first for free, and then people would access them. They, they got the same amount of feedback, sort of tweaked it until we could actually get an entire course up there and uh, start getting subscribers to fund our other operations and just kind of grew from there. But yeah, it was those initial reaction we got from those YouTube videos, which really inspired us. It was sometimes, sometimes an overly positive reaction. Like, hey, I will, I will, do you need, I'll murder this man to, what, yeah. what do you need done? For 15 more videos? Yeah. What yeah, do you, yeah. They so, got a little too excited. I did anything too. I graduated instead of going to residency for now, decided to work in a full time. But it's been as inspiring with all the, all the feedback we continue to get with our two full courses we have out now. So yeah, yeah. I think the epiphany moment was the those first YouTube videos. Was the yeah definitely the the feedback uh, from people around the world is really what get gets us in into the office every day to keep doing what we're doing. It literally, is how this feedback is is telling us and how do we make our product even better? Um, how do we make sure we're not just selling them a joke and a fun story, but really making sure it's covering everything they need to know and helping them like have memorize these things in an easier fashion so they can go out and work on other aspects of medicine. Yeah, we like, don't want to worry about them memorizing the info or remembering everything. We got you covered. Yeah, like I sta can... standing in front of a patient <laughs> going like, oh, shoot, yeah, H-flu, that was like, uh, what, what if they already knew that? And then they could say like, oh, hey, patient, I'm going to talk to you because I'm a person. Yeah, you got <laughs> more time to like learn how to, the interworkings of the hospital, it's so stressful. And so sometimes that's the hardest part. Yeah, you're so focused on. Shouldn't be so worried about remembering the info. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's our that's our job. We're there for you guys. They leave us instead. It's awesome. So what what year did you guys actually launch as a company? 
So yeah, I'm trying to remember because it was like two, it was 2013. So like the company itself was people just coming back from class, uh, <laughs> studying for step one and sitting there and, and thinking of ideas first. Yeah, and then the next year. Uh, so I think that was during our third year. Yeah, during it, third year. It's like the beginning of third year, 2013. Which sounds impossible, but you know, if you t- cut out sleep from the equation, then anything's yeah. possible. Yeah, the idea was when we were second year. So I think we were officially a company during our third year. But years. see, now uh, people don't have to do that because you've created the, the product, so they can continue to sleep. Yes, during so. at least first and second year. So yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm a let's say a second year medical student, or just about to start second year, and or start studying for step one. I haven't used Sketchy before. What happens after I get a subscription? Well, first off, you guys offer f- uh, a free trial of uh, yeah. some of the sketches for two weeks, if I recall, correct? Right. And the free trial is um, mostly there to, uh, it's kind of like a way to introduce you to the style and to see if it, if the way that it's presented to you works for you. Um, on And our honest opinion is that it works for pretty much everybody especially if you figure out a way to uh, a smart and creative way to compartmentalize information. But of course that can be done in your own with your own study techniques, but it really is just to a way to present to you how each video goes. And then the way we like to um, help store information for you and have this random access memory. Um, Yeah. And if you get the micro, if you get the free micro chapter, we, we give you a, some high yield ones like you start with staph aureus which is huge and uh, so it's hopefully it's really helpful for you to know if the the method works for you and then i think for farm you get like the parasympathetic drugs which are there's a whole bunch of them so you can see if the method works for you not just but lame then, drugs like anti-neoplastic yeah. yeah we don't just give them like the, like the yeah the antacids or antacids suckered yeah. yeah okay next yeah so then hopefully after you experience a couple then you realize that there's so many more stories that you could be you're missing out on the Wild West and the tuberculosis <laughs> drugs. You're missing out on the This summer Westworld <laughs> returns. Like the the adventure with Vancomycin. So hopefully it inspires you to want to get more stories and to, to learn in new ways with new stories and then uh, you experience the rest of the course. All right. So if somebody hasn't used Sketchy and they're like, um, by the time this is released, probably three to four months away from step one most people are going to be how would you um incorporate uh, using sketchy if you have three to four months left but you're also trying to do some cardiology study and renal uh, physiology and all the other kind of things that go along with a uh, second year yeah exactly so i mean honestly just talk to your peers you need all of the advice as possible don't take my word for it try to get as many people giving you advice to know what the best schedule is you should set up to study for step one not all schedules work for everyone just because someone thinks it's a good idea to do 500 year old questions a day does not mean you should or to watch uh, 20 sketchy videos a day doesn't mean you should Um, everyone learns differently you just got to find a system that works for you and specifically with sketchy um, it's definitely doable in for a four-month period you, you do not want to cram study using Sketchy since we do try to give you a definitive microbiology or a definitive pharmacology source. And especially pharmacology, you need to start early because pharm is so important for step one and the, all the side effects 
and um, clinical uses of each drug is and so it extensive. interacts with physiology. Yeah. So I definitely do not recommend putting off studying, just knowing that, oh, I can just watch the videos and everything will be fine. You do need to sit down and delegate time to make sure that you can focus on the videos and try to try to understand them and try to get familiar with the symbols. Um, so it does take a while. It's not like the, the week before you can just watch the videos and it works. Um, so um, I'm trying to think of how many videos there are. Yeah, you that could, was my next question. If you have four months away, you can watch even like more than one. Each video is like for farm is probably five. I mean, for a micro, it's probably five to 15 minutes. And for a farm, it's probably uh, 10 to 15 minutes for each video. So if you, you just need a couple of days and you'll be able to get through both courses, definitely. And you'll be able to watch them multiple times. But um, after watching them multiple times, you have these cool review cards after each video, um, which you can always go back to and then review whatever symbols you need to remember. Like if, if you know all this, like side effects is not your problem with drugs. I just don't, I'm terrible with mechanisms of actions. You just go to the review cards, go quickly through the mechanism of action portion of the sketch and move on to the next one sort of thing. So, I mean, if you only have three months left, like definitely going through each video one time is fine. And then putting those review cards into your routine will work too. But I mean, it's supposed to be a story that you kind of think about and stew and like try to get familiar with the symbols. So it's okay if you just watch it, but then you go really intensely with the U-Worlds and the annotating and first aid. And then you go back to the to the review card and like, oh yeah, what do I remember all these symbols? And try to, when you're doing the U-World in first year, try to visualize what you just watched in the video. Um, I think it's a fun background. It's fun to keep our pictures in the background as you're going through the U-Worlds and, and first aid. But um, I mean, it's definitely doable. People have to watch the videos and decide how it fit, best fits in their schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think another... Uh important way I've gotten a lot of feedback about is how people use it in class. So it won't necessarily be um, just before for the first few or the last few months uh, before the exam, but they've already used it the year before. And when they think of a drug now, they kind of think of, of, you know, most of the picture. Um, And then when it comes to, okay, it's time to schedule my studying for step one, because, and again, it's kind of like the theme here is that it's not a cramming test. It's more like running a marathon and event. And then the end of the marathon is step one. It's terrible. It's a, it's a terrible finish line, but (laughs) there, uh, after, uh, your studying schedule, but, um, uh, kind of like after you've used it for uh, a year even, um, and then the next year when you're kind of preparing for step one is when uh, that those pictures kind of come back to you and, and then they're in the back of your mind so that you, you've kind of always been kind of incorporating these stories whenever you re, uh, I think whenever you have to reassociate all these facts you've learned with, oh, okay, oh, we're learning about um, meningitis again. And then so again, the sketchy story comes back to you in your mind. Um, so, some, so a lot of students have used it as kind of, uh, kind of long-term with their just lectures um, in preparation because they know that step one is coming next year. Um, and then a lot of other students, too, when it, if they have to schedule before step one and include sketchy medical um, videos, they will just decide, you look at how long each video is and decide how many they can watch per day. Um, and then uh, with about, with over something over 200 uh, videos in both courses together. Um, it's it's uh, watch uh, a couple a day 
for over a few months yeah. to get through all that. But we do recommend trying to get familiar with the symbols before you go through UWorld in first aid because it's just so cool when you see the UWorld question, you're already each buzzword in UWorld reminds you of a symbol. Yeah. So as much familiarity as you can get with the pictures as early as possible is, is best. Um, yeah. And then I would uh, say, especially with farm, because it's so much, uh, there's so much more information there. Yes, absolutely. Any exciting plans for the sketchy group? Oh my gosh, so secret. <laughs> to say or can we just say it's top secret? Can we... <laughs> yeah, so we're working. No, no, you should give us an exclusive. I know, exclusive. But can I just whisper it, say to lean really close to the to their speakers to hear? <laughs> so we are making a pathology course um, soon. Yeah. And then we are working on other courses as well that we will announce when it comes closer to their completion. But um, we, the potential is endless. We get a lot of feedback from students asking for very specific courses. And we do hear <laughs> everyone's feedback. And it, everything is possible. We love the feedback. We, we like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Where can they send feedback? So they can send feedback to info. Or hate mail. Yeah, info <laughs> at sketchymedical.com. Um, then, well, that's where we send you the info. But we also <laughs> look at the Facebook page. We look at the Instagram page. Um, and oftentimes, uh, we and um, the other person who works in our office with us, Dorothy, will look at it all together um, and look at all the feedback that's coming in. We do that every day. Yeah. But we've heard a lot of people clamoring for this path subject. It's a big one. Yeah, yeah we love working on it because... It's just going so well and turning turning chunks of uh, pathophysiology into stories um, is just the natural progression, too, from what we've done so far. But there's a lot of stuff in the works. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you, guys, you guys would be really excited when you hear about it. He's, he sounds, I can tell. He sounds excited. Look at him. He's like, <laughs> I mean, sweating I, a little bit. <laughs> I am. I'm just like, just like bursting with joy to learn more. All right. So last question, because I don't want to take too much more of your time, and this is directed towards Aaron, but who said, I don't do drugs, I am drugs? You know, Salvador Dali has said many crazy things in his life, and I wouldn't put it past him to say that one as well. <laughs> I pulled this from uh, uh, the splash uh, screen for the neuropsycha portion <laughs> of, uh, of your platform, so that's sort of cheating. But Yeah, he's our, he's our idol. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, guys. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you nice. so much. Patrick, thank you. Once again, we really, really enjoy talking with just other people who are interested in helping students with the step one. It's kind of like our life goal now that we decide to do this. And we wish you like the best of luck with this podcast. And hopefully we can help each other just get the word out that step one isn't as bad as it has to be. There are people out there to help. Losing sleep, just like every time they, every time they hear it, they start sweating and their heart rate goes up. Yeah, yeah. but that's okay because um, our heart rate goes up too, just think, trying to think of new ways to, to help you guys. So it's been an honor to speak with you. Um, thank you so much for allowing us to speak with you today. Thank you for your service. Thank you for actually being a doctor still and <laughs> exactly. um, for, uh, working really, really hard every day to treat patients as well as help out the students with the podcast. So you are a yeah, super. Yeah, yeah, definitely super. And I also just want to say thank you and thanks for your time. And uh, Dorothy uh, told us about your um, experience uh, in the armed forces. And we want to thank you very much for your service. Yeah. And uh, you're you're just a role model in so many ways, especially because we know so much about what it means to be an OBGYN. <laughs>
and and uh, everyone can just um, remember that step one is a lot of like little facts. So it's like it's a lot of facts, not necessarily hard facts. So hopefully, find your way of compartmentalizing all these little facts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, guys. All right, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Boards Insider or on Facebook or Instagram at Inside the Boards. We love to hear your questions, suggestions for the podcast, and any feedback you have to help make this show better and to meet your needs. Thanks to James from Two O'Clock Courage for letting us use an excerpt from The Valentine Blast Furnace off the 2016 album Missalette. Two O'Clock Courage is the best band you've never heard of. You can listen to their music on Spotify and follow them on Twitter at 2 O'Clock Courage. That's at the number 2 O'Clock Courage. Thanks, guys, for letting us use the song. We really appreciate it. Inside the Boards is in no way affiliated with the United States Medical Licensing Examination, Comprehensive Osteopathic Medical License Examination, National Board of Medical Examiners, the National Council of State Boards of Nursing, National Board of Osteopathic Medical Examiners, or any other licensing or examination body. All exam names and other trademarks are the property of the respective trademark owners. Content discussed during the program is the property of inside the boards or the attributed trademark owner and may not be reproduced without permission from the appropriate entity. Inside the Boards fully adheres to the respective policies on irregular behavior outlined by the aforementioned credentialing bodies.